So, Lucas, it is our third episode in one week. It's been a while <laughs> since I said hello. <laughs> since I say hello to you. <laughs> hello. What do you... <laughs> I've been... Uh, ever since we... We, we did three episodes, Tuesday, Saturday, and Tuesday. Hell yeah. Uh, and the whole time I've just been thinking about, like, I've always wanted to be like a YouTuber, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was always kind of my dream is just to make YouTube videos. But I couldn't imagine making content that much. No, man. I, I, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot, too, because it's like I, I follow uh, a bunch of YouTube channels, obviously. But uh, it's like when they upload a video a week, even one video a week, I mean, I assume that they're uploading, that they're working on that the full week. Like, yeah. They're done with the video and they immediately start working on the next one. I'm just like, man, like that's Recording that schedule sounds like really tough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Is Lily, is Lily just L- fucking no, gabbing mom, over there? My mom. Wait, Winston. I need, I need styling advice. Oh, this is a family affair, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep him in here. Uh, sorry, my mom came in to ask Lily about shampoo. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> well, we had a deodorant segment on a previous episode. Yeah. Do we want to do a shampoo segment? We had a deodorant segment in one of our episodes. No, let's let's not do that. <laughs> but this will be this will be interesting though because I don't think you have ever recorded when you have someone sitting right next to you. No, only hearing your side of the conversation. <laughs> it's it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, you have a little audience now. Like even Christina leaves the room when I record because she knows like it's better when I'm alone. I guess. <laughs> I keep I keep like looking at at Lily, just like expecting like, oh, oh what do you think of that? <laughs> like, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm like, hey, hey, my eyes are over here. Uh, but no, man. Like they're now more than ever, YouTubers have been getting even more frequent with their videos. Like there will be YouTubers that upload every single day of the week. Yeah, I don't, I mean, unless you're like twitching or like streaming right. your shit and then just re-uploading it to YouTube, I don't understand how you can keep up with that type of schedule. Like, I yeah, I can't do it. I it's, don't want to do it. <laughs> it. I feel like it would be torture. Like, it might be fun for a little bit, like being like, oh, every single day it's something new and a new adventure. But like, you gotta have one, you gotta have a couple boring days in there, you know? I mean, yeah, and that's, it's not just that, but it's like when you get to the point where you're uploading shit every day, you're like recording every aspect of your life to be able to yeah. have enough content to upload every day. And it's just like, that's when it stops, like, you're making a cup of coffee just to make a cup of coffee. Now you're making a coffee so you have content. Yeah, and like you, you kind of lose your own life at that point, I feel. Yeah, it, it gets really strange, man. Like, I've, like, I've talked about, you I've talked about this with you in the past that I follow like weed YouTubers. Yeah. And it's really fucking strange how like some of them just kind of stick with what they're doing and just like, you know, they'll, they'll review strains or products or whatever. And then there are some that are legitimately like, watch me make pierogies with my mom. And like, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to smoke a blunt and make pierogies. And I'm just like, dude, (laughs) like that went from like a moment that you got to hang out with your mom and like share just this time together to like, you have to record every aspect of your life. Watch me build this fucking bunk bed for my new room. 
Yeah. It's like, it's, this isn't interesting. First of all, you're trying to create content out of building furniture, like from Ikea. And that's not interesting to begin with. But then also it's just like any moment that is just a moment to have with someone or a moment to yourself now becomes something that you have to share online. I feel like it's like, it gets really fucking weird when it gets to that point, because that's when you like, you legitimately think that you're a celebrity because like you always have a camera on you. And that's got That's got to fuck with people's heads somehow. It well, has yeah. To. And, uh, it, it, with with me at least like whenever there's uh, a camera on me or something or i was like recording a youtube video or whatever like you kind of put on this this entertainment persona or something you kind of put yeah. on this character that's like an exaggerated version of yourself and if you start doing that stuff like you know making food with my mom or like you know hanging out with my friend and like you're doing it in that character and it isn't really genuine anymore and you kind of take that right that moment away from your life you become that phony person yeah and that's and it's yeah man that's where the lines get blurred and like the human mind doesn't know how to fucking deal with this shit yeah we're not we programmed were, to deal we were with not, this yet we were not built for for these daily uploads to be always on we weren't we're like you're not built for that that's why like that's why celebrities lose their fucking minds because they have to always be on. Yeah, yeah. I, th- you know, recently, I think Lily clued me into uh, the Britney Spears breakdown. You remember when she kind of like shaved off all her hair and yeah, dude. Uh, she did that because she was so sick. Every time she wanted to go out, she had to do like an hour of makeup, an mm. hour of cosmetics and hair, and getting ready and putting on a dress. Because every time she went outside, the paparazzi was was on her so she just got sick of it she shaved her head and she was just out and (laughs) just just sick of it man and like i I feel bad i feel bad for making fun of her because i did back then i was like oh she's gone crazy you know but like i had no idea about the context behind it yeah i mean everyone was making fun of her because it was made into such a fucking spectacle yeah Um, because the media made it even worse right like she was literally doing it to spite them and then they made it worse and they made her life a living hell. Like yeah. it's the same thing with Kanye. Kanye's losing his fucking marbles, dude. He is a <laughs> bag of nuts right now. And everyone's just like, ha, look at him. He's running for president. Oh, look at him. He's fucking, you know, designing fucking space shoes and act like legitimately calling himself a god and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, it's it's like it it's crazy how it gets to your head. And especially like the 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 like the half of it is people judging you and every little thing that you do and where and the way you look. And the other half is everyone else telling you how perfect you are. Right. Yeah. So you have that fucking dichotomy of just like, well, these old, these people all told me this song's awesome, but then everyone else over here is saying I'm shit and then I'm fucking losing my street cred or whatever. And it's, and it like people weren't made for that, man. The celebrity worship is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. And it's weird that it's getting to the, it's spreading to YouTube and TikTok and, fucking instagram and shit like all i see on instagram now is like like half naked girls that uh well that's your own lip- fault you'd follow a bunch of weird uh channels i don't though <laughs> that's the thing on instagram i don't fo- like I, I only follow my friends really on instagram and then like yeah maybe like a couple of models but it's not like here are my tits and in a in a in a inspirational quote like that's not what i 
am interested in it at all, but that's, it's under the guise of like, I'm an influencer and I'm going to help you make your day positive. Here's half of my nipple and a fucking inspirational <laughs> raw, raw doll quote. Yeah. And, and I just don't, I don't understand how a woman in her fifties, all she does is upload videos of herself lip syncing to classic hair metal from the eighties. And like, looking all sexy and like lip syncing to this metal. And she gets thousands of likes on every single video. And I'm just like the pathetic people that follow this woman. And in, in a way, I think she's also pathetic and it's, she's becoming a celebrity in her head because she's getting thousands of likes for like singing along to fucking journey yeah. in her, in her car, you know? And it's like, people are giving them a platform. It's really fucking strange to me. And it's like disheartening. Like I go on YouTube or on uh, Instagram and like before I, I either get half naked women or half naked men because I follow a bunch of wrestling uh, Instagram <laughs> pages also. And it's a weird thing for me mentally to anytime I see a hot girl on like that discover page on Instagram, I ignore her and I look for a dude and I'm like, this is not what I normally <laughs> want to do. But I'm like, I don't want to see a half naked girl because I don't want to give this this woman attention just because she's hot. And I'm just like, oh, there's a buff dude. Here's something about wrestling. And like, I, I'm starting to gravitate towards guys on Instagram. And I'm just like, this is so weird, like for me mentally, because I'm just like, I know it's for wrestling, but I'm like actively denying a hot girl. Like, I, it I, it doesn't make sense to me. But I'm sick of it. It's, I mean, we it, we this has gone out of control far far a long time ago what this episode's about oh i thought you meant the episode (laughs) no no just like you know social media and internet celebrities and icons and everyone and it seems like every other person has i don't know of a following on their thing it's kind of gotten out of control i mean look at that nick Akato avocado guy oh uh, he's he's a fucking bag of nuts dude that's that's a whole that's a whole talk and a half Nico that's a Avocado. sad that's a sad story man when you see how he started and um and then now he's like crying while doing yeah. mukbangs it's it's <laughs> like, so weird i i literally watched an hour-long video talking about that guy because i was like so same. interested because he started off as a, a he was vegan he was literally vegan and you know he just Thin. had a youtube channel he he was gay he had a boyfriend on his channel and i think yep. he just started just like one day made this yo eating a crazy amount of salad challenge and then that turned into other veg- vegan foods and then it turned into vegetarian foods then like mm-hmm. pescatarian and then he just went into meat uh g- gained a lot of weight but like mainly he's involved in all this drama all this yeah. youtube internet drama with all these other youtube internet celebrities who are all famous also because of the drama, you know, and it's, it's just this weird and of, cycle. Yeah. And, and mukbangs, like mukbangs are yeah, fucking and mukbangs super of all popular. Places yeah. And muk, like the fact that mukbangs are a thing is like, who let's, I, I need people to stop lying saying that this, that this isn't sexual. <laughs> no, it, it, it literally is. It's, it's literally porn on YouTube. It's, it's like, all you're hearing is, oh, oh. No, and you're just seeing a woman stuff a fucking block of cheese into her mouth. It's and I'm like, yeah, this is getting me off, but this is weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna deny that this doesn't do something for me. Yeah, I'm but... like, I'm subscribing and I'm eating mac and cheese while I watch, and I'm just 
fisting a bowl of fucking hummus. <laughs> but it's so weird, man. I'm sure me and you saw the same video, like by that Asian girl, where she's talking about like the weird fucking abuse that she suffered by Nikocado avocado. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really try to stay out of that stuff as much it's, as I can. It's so strange. And now that dude, like, he's yeah. Now he's crying on his mukbangs because his boyfriend left him. And he's just sad and he's gaining a bunch of weight. And he's just like the internet's turning against him because he's treating other people like shit and lying about it. And now it's not just a fat dude eating, you know, a a five pound fucking bowl of ramen. Now it's a fat dude crying, eating a five pound bowl of ramen. That's, that's definitely his thing. (laughs) It's so odd, dude. It's like, maybe is he contractually obligated to cry for, because he does it for like every video. Uh, Well, again, like is the crying getting him views? If it is, that's why he keeps crying. Yeah. Yeah. He knows, he knows the formula. It's like, um, so ink master that tattoo show. Yeah. They have a YouTube channel and I just kind of hopped onto it in the last month because they have like the top 20 of these tattoos or the top worst tattoos of this season or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that a lot of the, the episodes that had been uploaded prior to when I started getting into the channel was like the best wolf tattoos, the best new school, the best whatever tattoos. And then they started like every now and then they'd pepper it with like the worst tattoos of season nine, the biggest fuck ups of skull tattoos and blah, blah. And then I noticed that that's all they upload now is really the worst tattoos, the confrontations between the artist and the canvas and all this stuff. And I, I noticed it like a week ago and I was talking to Christina about it. And I'm just like, see, they saw that the negative gets way more attention than the positive. They get way more views when they upload shit that says the worst of this or confrontations or fights or whatever. So now now that's all they're uploading. And I'm just like, it's a fucking vicious cycle that you're like, you, you're, you're trying to put out positivity in the world. And then you realize that negativity gets a lot more attention and you're like, all right, I'm just going to put negative shit because I want to get attention. And then you're, you add to the fucking, you know, you add to that, that vicious cycle of just like, well, now you're giving into the negativity and now that's what your channel is all about. Yeah, well, it, you know, they I'm sure they just turned on their local news station and they they took inspiration from that. It's always yeah. it's always been about the negativity and the the it's tragedies, true. the dramas, the horrors and everything. Yeah, it's true. Like I, I remember um weird bringing back Britney Spears, but back in the day, this was in the ye old times of 2009, 2010. When Ooh. I was in college, was I know. I, was I born yet? You were just I, a thought in your daddy's balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I remember, I don't know why, I was watching CNN or some shit. And they were telling a news story about how they had taken um, a rat's heart and flushed out all of the actual, like all they had left was the casing of the heart and they flushed out all the cells and all the muscle and tissue in there. Yeah. And then they introduced, they like injected new, I think it was stem cells into just like the heart casing and a heart in a fucking lab, not connected to anything else, eventually started beating again. It like rebuilt itself because of these stem cells or something that blew my fucking mind. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be huge. This is going to like anyone that needs an organ replacement, anyone that needs a transplant, like this is it. Like they, they yeah. can rebuild livers and shit like, holy shit. And then they talked about that for maybe an, a minute and a half and then immediately cut away to follow Britney Spears's car from a helicopter shot on her way to court. 
on CNN. And really? what got me, not just like they cut away from this amazing fucking breakthrough story to follow Britney Spears on the way to court. To add on to that, they weren't even 100% sure if it was her car that they were following. But they okay. were going to, but they put it on air anyway. Yeah. And that uh, is, that was a, that was a big watershed moment, I think is how you say it. Like where I was just like, wow, the media legitimately doesn't care about informing us anymore. I don't know, man. It, we we've just gone through this de-evolution. It's yeah. It's it, and it's like it, I've noticed it even more in the last year too, with like COVID stuff and BLM stuff and all these like cultural things that were happening. But especially COVID, with like, I'll read one article telling me that I don't need to worry about it, and then another article telling me that it's gonna kill me tomorrow. Yeah, it's, you know, these news cycles, they just kind of pander to who, who their demographic is, and they don't really, I mean, ugh, God, you know, like two d- dudes complaining about how the news is, I know uh, you know, not, We're not saying anything completely new. factual. It's, 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 this is nothing new, but. No, it's, it's just very it, frustrating. It seems like it's gotten even more radicalized, you know, in recent years uh, with you know, it, it, certain news outlets and internet outlets just being so insanely radical, and it—I it, don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I, I doubt we're saying anything new. Uh, no, but we're definitely not. With that said, uh, what's up, YouTube? Why don't you just go ahead and hit that subscribe <laughs> button? <laughs> what up, YouTube? <laughs> uh, do you mind if I do? The intro for this episode, Lucas? No, man. As long as you call me Nick or Lucacado Avocado. Oh, I can't do that. I came up with a way better name for you. Oh, good. Because that one was bad. <laughs> well, you could be Lucacado Avocado next time. Okay, cool. Uh, What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds podcast. A, a podcast where very good friends talk about very good albums for a very good amount of time. I am uh, Brett, son of Dan, <laughs> the man, Rahan. Uh, with me, as always, is El Lucador Pindrakovs. <laughs> Today, we got a fantastic episode for y'all. This is an album I've been wanting Lucas to listen to for a long time. It mm. is uh, called... I Can Fool Anybody in This Town by Lily or Lily, L-I-I-L-Y. It's a little EP and Lucas is so good, man. (laughs) I remember when you brought up covering this album, you said that this is what you wish every new rock band sounded like. Yeah, this this is like, this is the direction that I thought modern rock would kind of go towards. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of incorporating um, like hard rock with more of like the dancey indie stuff. Yeah, and it has these. It 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 sounds straightforward enough, but it has these intricate guitar parts, and the music is in- interesting, while still, you know, being still kind of having some of that rawness, some of that mm-hmm. integrity, that aggression that I feel rock music needs to have and i feel like that's kind of what we've lost in the modern era 
Yeah, especially vocally. I think the the singer's vocals on this album, uh, he has a cool range. It's all he's all pretty much like he has kind of a high pitched voice, but it's cool that he can go from like very clean vocals, not and he's not really trying that hard in in a sense of like there's not a lot of vibrato and a lot of like vocal work, quote unquote. But he'll go from mm-hmm. like clean vocals to almost a scream. Which I I dig, man. Like you know that that's my shit. Like singing at the top of your range and fucking uh, balls to the wall type sound. Like yeah, I, I I dug that a lot. This I think this is a very he's a very cool vocalist, man. He's got a in kind of an already immediately unique voice. You know, for sure, yeah. Uh, and it, it reminded sound me like... so much of something, and I couldn't pinpoint. He reminds me a lot of another singer, and I couldn't pinpoint who it was. Hmm. So that was interesting for me to say. Oh, bless you. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, the dog just sneezed. <laughs> oh, I assumed it was Lily. <laughs> no, I don't care if Lily sneezes. Oh, okay. I will not. I've never blessed her ever in my entire <laughs> life. And I'm not going to start now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I... Yeah, this the, the singer's got range. He can... Uh, it, I don't know where are these guys from. I don't know too much about these guys because there's not a lot of info on about them online. I discovered them in 2019. The I'd say the week this album came out, I was on Google Play Music and it was like new albums in your area, you know, and mm-hmm. all that stuff and uh I just thought the cover looked cool. <laughs> I thought the title of the album I can fool anybody in this sound I thought it looked cool enough. Just took a random dive and it's it's a six song ep it's it might not even get 20 minutes uh but every song is fantastic and i don't i'm not sure they've uploaded anything since i think maybe one single that isn't on the album but aside from that uh there's nothing else from them since 2019 yeah they must be working on something new it's been about two years since this out since this ep came out yeah and i'm extremely looking forward to it because i i can't wait to see where these guys go with this yeah man they um there was a lot of other bands that i heard in this like i feel like they're doing a really good job of combining the indie rock that uses a lot of like kind of dance pop dance rock type um like rhythms and doing that at the same time as playing like, you know, I would say like Foo Fighters uh brand of of hard rock. Yeah, sure. It's it's a it it seems pretty mainstream, honestly. Yeah, man, that's a good way to put it because I I I put radio friendly, which is the is exact <laughs> I was thinking mainstream it's- and I I have a hard time liking music that sounds like that. Well, but the the thing is, man, that like it might sound they aren't as far as I know, they aren't mainstream, you know, and yeah. I've I've learned to kind of look past you know, like, oh, is it like are a lot of people listening to this like and, and all that stuff? And I, I don't really worry if it's like pop music or anything anymore. I've kind of learned to just enjoy the music for what it is. Uh, so maybe that's, uh, I don't know. I just really enjoyed this EP. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, 
I definitely like, I have a hard time enjoying, um, mainstream music because to me, mainstream music sounds like overproduced. It almost sounds like too planned. Like this is too perfect for this label. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. Pink Floyd. Uh, well it's, uh, it's like, I can listen to like, okay. So I never look into producers or like who worked on albums. Cause I don't really give a shit, but yeah. with this one, when I, when you're on genius, you know, like they tell you who produced these songs. And I was, just, I had to look cause I recognize the dude's name, Mark Rankin. I'm like, I know this name. I've seen this name before. And turns out this guy has produced, uh, Harry Styles. He's oh. produced Adele. He's produced Florence and the Machines, Queens of the Stone Age, Foster the People. Um, the whole it's not, it looks like the whole cover album that Weezer did, where they covered like Africa and <laughs> the the uh, I think the Teal album or the yeah I think the <laughs> you're teal asking album. the wrong guy. Yeah, he just he he seems to have produced all those songs. He yeah a bunch of like I don't know Kate Nash, Daywave, um, Santa Gold. So this guy is a pop uh, producer. And that's when I listened to this, I was just like, this album to me was like, you know, those like high speed elevators that go like really fuck, like, like in a 150 story building and the elevator will take you all the way to the top in like 30 seconds. No. Are are you talking about like sci-fi? Are you talking about? No, I'm talking like the the Sears Tower, the Sears Tower in, in Chicago where like it's a hundred and something stories, but the elevator will get you up there in like 20, 30 seconds. And it's like I, your ears pop while you're going up. You've never been in something like that? No, I haven't. I didn't know those existed. <laughs> They're pretty fucking cool. Um, but this album felt like I was taking a ride on a high-speed elevator. It was like a, a high-speed elevator of feelings for me. Okay. Because well, that- <laughs> I loved the first two songs. Like, immediately after those first two songs, I was like, Brett, you son of a bitch. You did good. This is... <laughs> Some of the cooler rock music I've modern rock music I've heard in a while. And then that fucking elevator, the fucking cable broke after no. like after the second song, and it was a no. free fall. It was essentially a free fall for me for the rest of the album. Really? Until the last track. Like, yeah, man, I loved Toro and the weather so much. And then when it got to Sepulveda Basin and I Can Fool Anybody in This Town and Nine, those three songs were just like way too dance, way too dancey for me. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't like the Two Door Cinema Club, Phoenix, Foster the People type songs. Like, this is just way too, it's, this is outdated. It's like, it sounds like it's from 2010 when I used to work at fucking PacSun. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I can see like two door cinema club and in bands like that, but I, oh, man, it, like, it was a lot of like, like a lot of hi hat work that just bugs me. I'm listening to Solpavita Basin, and yeah. I, I don't know. I thought the guitar work is like interesting enough, and the vocals. Are, are smooth it's kind of a groovy nice little ride oh well oh me oh me super catchy right 
like it's despite not liking the general like vibe of those two or three songs on the record. Like I can't deny that it's fucking catchy. Like <laughs> nine had really good guitar riffs. Um, nine had probably the best bass work of any of the other songs. Like the basis on that, on that, uh, like he fucking killed it on that whole song. Yeah. Sepul- Sepulveda Basin had like, um, I love all the synth that they did on this album. I thought the synth was like really cherry picked and tasteful, tasteful, maybe. not overdone. And it all made all, every song was made better because of the synthesizer that they used. Mm. So I just, I just feel like the first two songs are just so fucking rocking and so fun and loud and like very Foo Fighters-y you know, um, but incorporates a little bit of the dancey stuff. Um, the, the way that the guy sings a lot, especially on the weather reminds me a lot of like TV on the radio. Like he sounds a lot like the singer of TV Mm. on the radio to me. Yeah. I love the wow synth stuff that they did in the chorus for the weather. Like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's kind of match up with the kick drum. Yes, super cool. The distorted bass on that song is great. The outro of uh, the weather is just like, uh, it's just so fucking tasty and juicy. And so those two songs, like, it starts out with so much energy, and then it like fucking punched me in the fucking nuts, and, and like I was just like in a fetal position for the next three songs, just like bored. But I can fool anybody. Goes hard. Not for me. You know? No. No, like, it, it sounds like it's going to go back to that hard rock indie mix with like those driving drums and the kind of like plucky little like lead guitar that they were doing. But it was still too, too two door cinema club foals sounding to mm-hmm. me. And like he's kind of screaming at times and like the chorus is super catchy. Um, but it's just, ah, it just, they, they lost me in the middle of the album. Man, that, that sucks to hear. You know, it's the, what I liked, I liked a lot. Like the, the three song, I liked three out of the six songs a lot. And, uh, and that's why I had to, I looked into that producer cause I was just like, how much influence does this guy have on them? And I'm like, this motherfucker produced like foster the people and Florence the machine. Like he's hundred percent influencing those dancey tracks. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's cause I, I didn't really get so much into those bands that I'm, I, I kind of don't feel that connection. Like I sure I know a couple two door cinema club songs and and I like them, uh, like Foster the People. You said Foles, uh, Foles, yeah. Maybe the Wombats. Yep, Wombats is is there. It's anything that you heard on the fucking Paxson twenty ten mix when you went into a fucking <laughs> Paxson store. And I'm probably a little uh like PTSD uh, from working yeah, at Paxson. Do you think your Paxson experience might have traumatized you to hate? To not like this music. Yeah, man. I thought Paxson was fucking California surfer cool skater shit. And they made me take out my plugs and my lip ring every time I went to work. Really? Yeah. I was like, I thought y'all were punk rock. Man. Well, I mean, it's the mall, man. It's it, You think it's going to be cool. Like at Hot Topic. Like you go into Hot Topic and they have like YouTuber shirts. And it's like. So it's, weird. It's nothing what it should be. The no. old, maybe the old days of Pac Sun were. That's what, yeah, you know, that's what it was in the heyday. Like when I used to go to Pac Sun in high school, it was like 
more of like the surfer California skater vibe, like not punk rock, like not metal, like Hot Topic was, but like still alternative. And then yeah. when I started working there, they told me, no, we more we want to be like more Beach Boys California than yeah. than skater California. Oh. And I was just like, well, I why are you selling on the spot? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are you selling famous stars and stripes then, or stars and uh, what's that fucking brand? Famous stars know. and straps or something that fucking um, trap uh, the dude from Blink One Eighty Two the drummer his his clothing line Tra- Travis Barker yeah yeah his clothing line famous stars and straps I think is what Travis it's called Travis Barker's clothing line uh-huh. you know anything about that what's it called all right well our producer doesn't remember what it's called <laughs> well but... it's called famous stars and straps yeah go ahead okay we're going to go with that yeah <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so like when i was working there man i heard the same 20 songs every fucking day and it was like you know bah, 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 bah. a lot of mgmt a lot of foster the people a lot of two-door cinema club and i just got sick of it and i'm just like wow this all sounds the same like and yeah so that's what happened with this album it was just like it started out so strong and then i f- i feel like it was just like the the energy just fell off a fucking cliff for me and it gets it got a little too like dark teen female edge lord fucking like i'm sad but i want to dance in my room feeling <laughs> <laughs> It's a very specific feeling, but I like I get it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I guess, oh, man, I I really can't see these guys going in the more punk or like rock route further down the line. No, they're gonna get you more know, like the dancey stuff. It's gonna get a lot more dancey, a lot more like they're making songs for the radio, mm-hmm. probably, and I'll I'll probably still enjoy it. Uh, just cause I like their brand, but that yeah. sucks, man. You know, and that's not to say that it's not good. Like it's just, it's just not half of the songs were just not my style, man. And, and you, I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying it cause I'm going to call myself out that I'm a hater <laughs> and I hear something that I'm just like, my brain is telling me don't fucking like this. If you like this, you're going to lose fucking your, your, <laughs> you're going to lose your credibility. Cred. Yeah. Like you're all of a sudden, like you're not, uh, I don't know. It's just like part of me just like physically rejects the, the dance tunes. Anything that goes like, sk, 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 I just, I can't, I can't. Oh, man. It's so weird. Cause I wish they did that more in <laughs> rock. So I, I always thought it was a cool man. Well, okay. As Maybe a drummer, I do need to get more two-door cinema club or something. You probably, you probably would like should them, I, dude. Should I just start working at Paxson, Lucas? I mean, you'll fucking jam out more than fucking <laughs> celebrate good times that they play at the warehouse and Amazon. Ugh, that's true, <laughs> dude. When you told me about that, that was like, that sounded so like Black Mirror dystopian to me. It is. <laughs> it literally is. I think. After my, like, at the end of my last shift, I literally think they were playing pro-work music. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-union music? Yeah. It was like, there was this one song that came on, it was like, five hours, five hours, let's go, let's go, let's go, or something. And and the song before that was just like, it was like a Daft Punk sounding song, and like the hook was like, 
we're working overtime. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like, they're literally playing like they're trying to brainwash us. Like, don't form a union. Don't form don't a ask union. <laughs> working nine to five. What and a I'm way to make like, a living. I, it's weird because I'll just black out sometimes and I'm just like signing over my rights to Amazon when I wake up. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the music. How I, many I always thought I just got tired. How many microchips do you think you have in your body at this point? Well, I know where three of them are, uh, but mm. I can't account for the other uh, five. There's there's one for each one of your balls. All mm. three of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only got one, so I, it, oh. it wouldn't be that simple. Yeah. Yeah, that's just so creepy, man. When you're telling us, like, yeah, that Amazon plays fucking celebrate good times, and then you're in a warehouse where it's like no personality. You're in a fucking industrial environment, and everyone's wearing masks. And it's celebrate good times. That is a fucking it's, sci-fi horror movie to me. It's it's just the most dystopian thing ever, man. And if they were like, if I went to the factory while it was snowing and they were playing that music, like I I literally I think I would have been just in a book or a movie or something. Yeah, dude. It, like you, yeah. It's it, we just got done with like an ice storm and they're playing like it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> they like, they never played. Well, they did actually play Christmas music for a bit, but it was like the worst version of Christmas music. It was like if you just looked up Christmas Goes Trap into YouTube. Oh, no. That would be the playlist that they were playing. <laughs> oh, God. It's not even like swing Christmas music. It's like it's like the regular Christmas music would have been 10 times better, but it was like. It was like Rudolph the Red Nose Rain 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 Deer And it's together to Rudolph the Red 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 It's like someone who doesn't know what dubstep is trying to make dubstep. Uh like Anna Kendrick's character in fucking Pitch Perfect. Like she did y'all's whole mix. Oh god. So that I think I don't know. I think I would have take took that over the other stuff they were playing because at least that stuff is funny to laugh to and you know not like we like to potty we uh, like we like to the fucking six flag song yeah and they they played a uh, they on multiple occasions they played to the left take it back now y'all dude one hop this time what the f- who is putting on this music dude i don't know it i i could i could go on for hours about the playlist at Amazon, it changes up all the time and it's always a hundred percent horrible in different ways. Well, at least it changes up, dude. Like I had, every time I went to work at PacSun for over a year, I heard the same songs every day and multiple times a day. Oh God. Yeah. It, it was I've, bad. The, the only good part about working at pretzel maker at the mall when I was there was that I got to choose what music I listened to. That's and clutch. that was, that was a godsend. That's huge. I, I can't. I uh, I can't imagine working retail in general anymore. But uh, oh, man. yeah. But to get back to get back to this. Um, yeah, to the album. Yeah. So so clearly you. I mean, you really like this record. So like, what you know to kind of counteract like my judgments of like just not liking dance music and not like this type of dance music where it's like dance rock because I love pop music, but. The the like guitar stuff with like the 
like I, that shit just I've heard it so much and it brought me back to 2010 when I was working retail and it doesn't sound any different it's not like it's it's not like it's evolved into something else it's it sounds exactly like those songs I heard 10 years ago so that's where I kind of like was judging it a little more harshly because I'm just like it's not like you guys are doing anything new with the sound it's you're just kind of other than the the songs that I did like that incorporated that sound with hard rock the songs that were just straight up dance songs like it weren't unique enough to me for me to to get into them so like what what is it about this album that you really like a lot well it it could be that I just am so inexperienced with that side of music, you know, maybe, maybe if I was like into all that stuff and I heard this, it would have been old and trite to me, but sure. Because I haven't been into that stuff and I heard this and it's just like, I don't know. Like I can imagine the live shows and the energy that these guys bring, uh, I love that it's all stuff you can kind of dance to, uh, while also having some 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 rocking riffs and sure. a lively drummer. The vocalist has a lot of energy and personality in his voice. Uh, they do some like backup gang vocals a lot, which I'm always a sucker for. Dude, bare hands, bare feet. Oh. <laughs> Was built a city. <laughs> so good. Oh, come on. But do you don't you don't feel like um you know like going back and listening to this you don't feel like the energy kind of drops off a little bit after those first two songs like you you don't feel like those two first songs like really hype you up and then you're just kind of like Ugh. like now all of a sudden it's like we went from like going 100 miles an hour to like being in a school zone. Uh, I mean it definitely drops that Sepulveda, but that's definitely that's they did that on purpose you know it's kind of hard to yeah i feel like it must be hard to kind of format a six song ep <laughs> especially when the songs are all pretty different from each other you know like yeah. it, there's not a lot of cohesion going on it's yeah the third song is definitely probably the lowest energy the the kind of slowest one not that it's like dragging or anything to me it's just mid i still thought it was very kind of groovy i can bounce around to it uh but yeah it is kind of weird to go from toro and the weather which are definitely like the most hard rocking ones but yeah i feel like i can fool anybody in this town has a good momentum to it and it's it's it goes strong for the whole thing uh i really like the intro drum uh part is it do to cat do to cat do to cat of uh i, I can thought, fool anybody yeah 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 the the songs that all start out the drums on this whole album are fucking great like yeah. when he's rocking out <laughs> dude he's awesome um but yeah i think i can fool anybody in this town reminds me a, a lot of like um have you heard dive no they're they spell it weird it's like d-i-i-v um it reminds me of like the dive type of uh, like lo-fi rock music a little bit. Mm. And uh, just kind of like that band specifically, for some reason it kind of stands out to me and they seem to do a lot of the something that they, that I've noticed that they do a lot is they kind of, they're really good at building up the chorus on the songs that are a little more rocking or they'll kind of cut out 
for a little bit or they're kind of like they'll uh-huh. minimize the music and make that chorus hit extra fucking hard they do yeah. that on a lot of the songs on this on this ep and it's like i can dig that because that that makes the chorus hit a little heavier right yeah it, and, it makes it a little more explosive yeah and i can fool anybody in this town that chorus reminds me of because of the vocals uh the group vocals reminds me of bare hands bare feet <laughs> yeah i i that was one of my favorite parts of the album is when the backup vocalists are going wide away. It's in my head. Yeah. It's in my head. I know what it is killing me. I, I love that, man. Cause I could just like imagine it live and I could like see the video in my head of the camera panning around to the band members and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I definitely can dig that. Like, that's the thing is like, even in the songs that like I quote unquote, didn't like even though that i feel like that's putting it harshly um i there are still parts in all the songs that i like and um and i can fool anybody in this town does have like the chorus is so catchy um and despite not liking the dancey beat uh and uh, you know it's weird like we were talking about the bronx and how much i love that their lyrics are just like kind of nonsensical this dude's lyric these are these lyrics are nonsensical yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they are talking about on any of these songs and it doesn't bother me. No, I you know, I only today like looked up the lyrics to these songs. Uh so I don't have a quite a big attachment to it, but I was surprised at like at how much I I liked some of the lines on here. Uh like on the first song Toro. Uh where he says in the first verse, your eyes are ocean blue, but I'm seasick. Yeah. Yeah. Toro, I think had the best lyrics. Yeah. And, and, and that one reminded me of the Foo Fighters the most too. <laughs> like I lo- you just, you just, you just want to listen to some Foo Fighters. It sounds like, you know, to be honest, I don't like modern Foo Fighters, but that's just kind of like what, I mean, me neither. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Like, I think the best Foo Fighters song I've heard since, Monkey Wrench, which is the album that was really the last album I listened to by them, was I think their song called Run that they came out with recently. Recently, yeah, was that the no, last uh, like couple years? Like it wasn't. It's kind it of like a driving, like ding, getting, 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 getting. Was that off Wasting Light? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Because it was just like a out of nowhere like Foo Fighters song. And I'm just like, it, it fucking hit me in all the right spots. Concrete and Gold is what it's off of. It's off Concrete and Gold. Yeah, I've, I've been kind of on a personal journey to listen to all the Foo Fighters albums just to <laughs> kind of pick and choose my favorites. You uh, know? Have you listened to The Color and the Shape? Yes, that's my favorite I, by them. I I I kind of have a weird history because my dad was super into these albums, so I kind of grew up on some of these tracks. Uh, I think my favorite is probably either Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace, or Wasting Light. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard either of those. Ooh, you got to listen to Wasting Light. I think it's okay. At when it came out, they said it was their hardest, like their hardest rocking album, uh, which is it, kind of true. It has bridge burning. It's got white limo, which is a fantastic, just kind of 
Dave Fuss vocal song. I think I know that one. That one sounds I think you, familiar. You got to get one of those on each album. Yeah, man. That's why I love Monkey Wrench so much. Like That's like my, my Monkey Wrench, My Hero, Everlong. Those are all off of Color and the Shape, and those are just all jams. Man, this is... It's weird to say, did you know that Monkey Wrench is the reason like, why I still play music? What? <laughs> when... I was in middle school. My friends and I all got the video game rock band, right? And they were like, oh, I'm guitarist, I'm bassist. I'm like, I guess I'll be drums. So I got drum lessons. I was the only person that actually learned my instrument. <laughs> uh, and like a month or two in, like my dad put on Monkey Wrench and he just kind of blasted it, which is not something he usually did. And it just gave me such like a strong feeling that I thought in my head, oh, like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life is I wow. want to make music and try to make something like this. Wow, dude. I, that's awesome. Like I yeah. absolutely love that song. And I would say that's, that song is what got me into when I was really young, when that came out, I think it was like 96. Um, that got me into modern rock music. <laughs> like that was like, once I heard that and my hero, and Everlong, I was just like, this is, these guys are, yeah. these guys are it. It's like, this is. They, they, they are kind of the modern rock band, you know? I, it's, there's good rock music out there, but very few bands are as popular and relevant as Foo Fighters. Their staying power is crazy. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not so much lately. <laughs> they've, they've kind of had some duds. As of late, which is it's it's tough to hear, but when you make music for so long, that's what man, I mean, dude. You know, like I don't I don't blame them. <laughs> I guess. I mean, can like, you like when you when you've released eight eight nine albums or something like that? Like, are you? Is it? It's so understandable and expected to have some fucking duds in there. Like there's some diehard fans of Weezer and Weezer had like five bad albums before they started releasing good music again. Like recently the Foo Fighters released, uh, their first self-titled album in 1995, meaning the Foo Fighters and I are the same age. Jesus. So that's, it's, it's, it's insane to think about thinking if my entire life starting at age one, if I was making music, you know, till today, it's, that's insane to think about. And they, they have been trying to keep it fresh. You know, it's just not been anything that's been landing. Like, uh, I don't know if you've heard their latest single shame, shame. Nah, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a low key building song that never quite climaxes. It's a weird energy. I like the beat at first, but it's the same beat for the entire four minutes. So I don't, Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. Kind of gives you like blue ear balls. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it doesn't really feel like it ever pays off. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Like you got to make me ear come at some point. You got to give me that tone bone. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't be edging for four and a half minutes. (laughs) But no, that's my recommendation to use. Listen to Wasting Light. Okay. Uh, and and I guess back to this album. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know, man. 
I'm I'm just looking forward to whatever they put out. It, it, no matter what direction they go in, I'm sure it's going to be great. And I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I personally would love for them to get more rocking, you know, even more yes. aggressive than they were before because I'm a I'm a caveman, I'm a gorilla, and that's the kind of stuff I like. Yep. Me too. They're probably going to try to go more pop, but yeah, I'm I'm concerned that that's probably the direction that they're gonna head, um, and probably have like rather than have the dance stuff peppered in, they're gonna have the rock stuff peppered in. Um, but yeah. like you know, to get into like my choice nugs, <laughs> it's the it's the first two tracks on the record, Toro and the Weather. Yeah, they're I think so good. I think Toro is a that's gonna be one of your choice nugs. It kind of shows them at their best. Uh, with all their strengths kind of colorfully flying at you. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> Starts off with, with that drum beat that kind of sounds a little like Helicopter by Block Party, but it's fine. Thank you. Oh, shit, dude. I was trying you, to think for days what yeah, drum yeah. part that is. And the ending is the same way, too. He, like, ends it the same way, the exact that, same block, way. that Helicopter ends. Holy shit. Thank you, Brett. I could but it's, not pinpoint what that was. <laughs> But it's fine because that album hasn't his is very old and no one talks about Block Party anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, because that that Silent Alarm album is so fucking good. Oh, dude, Mwah. incredible! Chef's Kiss. I don't like any of their other albums, but Silent Alarm Same. was is is in my top fifty for sure. Yeah, those the drums at the beginning of Toro, they're very like like that type of like great intro to start i love any song that starts with fucking drums too like that's just that's awesome yeah for sure and and i literally wrote on the on the on the notes and the drum part reminds me so much of another song and i can't pinpoint what it is (laughs) i'm glad i could clear that up for you bud yeah man and the the lyrics like don't know what he's talking about but the lyrics are really cool like i love the line uh be the holy to my ghost i think that's great yeah that's another cool one. It's the song like, is still really radio friendly though, but it's like fucking loud and raw, dude. Even if it is radio friendly, you know, who cares? Like you could you can make an argument that Metallica's radio friendly. Yeah, they definitely but, are. You know. But this song kind of reminds me of like um Antimask. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah. They have Antimask that raw guitar that that tone is just like I think even I think the bass is distorted on this on this track too, man. It's just, they just have oh this for sure raw it's got fuzzy that, tone. It, it's got that more tallies sound, is what I call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, weather comes in in the uh, <sighs> the chorus with the I love that. And and just the way they kind of emphasize the first of each of those beats is very powerful. Wow! Wow! Wow, like just bass doing that in the background is so cool. Yeah, and like another and the, song with really good drums. Yeah, the vocalist is is he's he's going crazy. He's having a, a grand old time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and like I said, like earlier, the vocals are very TV on the radio esque. Mm-hmm. Um, almost sounds like he's doing like an impression of the singer of TV on the radio during the choruses. Oh, that it, the weather has a great bass break, kind of somewhere in the middle. Yes, in that second verse, the burden. Oh, I love that stuff, man. 
right that also reminded me this band did remind me quite a bit of bright light social hour um and that bass yeah. part reminds me a little bit of that fucking badass jam the rhubarb jam yeah. it kind of reminded me of that a little bit but dude that outro of the weather like uh talk about fucking ear cum where he's kind of doing these uh da, do, come, with the harmony vocals. Yeah. No, yeah, and, and then, then he kind of repeats that chorus. And not like and then they get out of that and they go into like cuz they're kind of like they're kind of leading up to this riff like in that outro where he's like and then they go yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a rock band ending right there, man. That's something that I, I wish Mortalis was still going so I could rip it off. <laughs> We're going to find, we'll find some way to rip it off. Don't you worry. Oh man. Yeah. I, that, that like, that's what I mean. Like with the synth hits, like the synths add so much to all these songs and like, especially on Toro and the weather, I feel like it's used so well to make things sound like heavier and that's why those two songs just kind of like they kind of built up this album to be something that it didn't end up being. So that's why the next two tracks or the next three tracks like were kind of a downer for me. So would your third nug be sold? Yeah, yeah. And sold is the it's the last track on the EP and it's like very bluesy like the. Yeah, in a very odd way. In a very odd way, like uh, the riff is like boom, 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 like it's kind of unexpected a little bit. And I saw that it got comparisons to uh, to Soundgarden, which I could totally hear, like in the mm, in the choruses, for sure. you know, in that chorus with that with the riff going on. Yeah, like. Very yeah. Soundgarden-y, but then they were also comparing it to Rage Against the Machine, which I don't, I don't agree with that comparison. They were saying like the singing was very Soundgarden and the riffs were very Rage Against the Machine. I'm just like, no, they're both Soundgarden. That's not a <laughs> Rage riff. They they just there's a lot of riffs in this one is basically what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But man, the synth on this on Sold has like this really cool like 80s action movie feel to me, like a score of an action movie. And I really love yeah. that again. Um, but I, what I really didn't like, and this is the main reason why Sold didn't end up being... Because Sold was kind of... I liked it a, maybe for the most part a little bit more than The Weather. But A, I think, you know, this blues, this type of blues rock, like bluesy hard rock has been, again, kind of overdone. It's been a little overplayed for the last kinda like wearing on you. It's a little, it's kind of wearing on me to the point where it's all kind of sounding the same a little bit, but I really had issues with the lyric in the chorus that said, why would you pick on a little white boy turned misfit <laughs> talking about himself? Like <laughs> what? He can't call himself a little white boy. I think it's just a, I don't like when someone uses, when anyone uses like their race as a descriptor. Cause like, you're a lot more than your race, right? Like you're not more than just the color of your skin. But I understand that like race issues for some stupid fucking reason are still an issue in our society. So like people identifying themselves with it, people identifying themselves with their race, like is something that's still going to happen. But like having a white dude singing at me, I'm a poor little white boy. It doesn't really get any sympathy from me. And 
honestly, like <laughs> someone calling out that they're white just felt a little too Trumpy for me anyway. <laughs> I'm just like any sort of like, Hey man, I'm white. I'm just like, uh, that's a little like, uh, that's like, the, you know, there's a little too fucking Trumpy. I, I didn't get that vibe, but I, I see what you're, I see where you're coming. You know, from. you just, you're not going to get any sympathy from me for saying that you're a little white boy. I, I know you're, I'm not going to give you sympathy. What, how come you're picking on me? A little white boy. I don't fucking care. So that was like, I had a, I, I did not like that line. Obviously it kind of struck me the wrong way, <laughs> but the drums into that first chorus though. Yo, the music of that song are great. The, the, and the, and the, the outro every, they do really well with like outros and intros. Like they know how to fucking end strong and start strong mm. on pretty much all the songs. But yeah, choice nugs, Toro and the weather. Those are fucking solid, solid rock songs. Uh, for me, Toro's always going to be up there. Uh, the second nug is going to depend on the mood in the day. Today it was uh fool anybody in this town, mm. just because of those gang vocals, uh, and the the chorus happening, uh, the drum beat. So <laughs> and quit with the talking, quit with the talking. Yeah, yeah, I can fool anybody in town. In this town, definitely has good energy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like momentum is something that they're very skilled at utilizing. They kind of know when to, to pick it up and drop it off and keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm, I'm very curious as to your ratiation of this album, man, what am I going to race this? Um, I just like, I really love two out of the six songs. I like another two out of the six and I don't like two out of the six. So like there's, it's very third, (laughs) third, third for me. So with that in mind, I think I'm going to give this like a six point, 6.0. Okay. I'll I'll take a 6.0. Yeah. I think it's 6.0 because it's, it really is like, like it's a, it's always a bummer to me. When an album has my, my favorite songs in the album are the first few songs. Right. Cause then it just, it really does Like if it just goes downhill from there for me, like it, it, it takes the impact of those first few songs that I loved a lot. And it kind of like ruins them a little bit because like by the end of the album, I don't remember those first two songs I liked a lot. I remember everything that came after that. I didn't like as much. So I, I only remember all the songs after those two songs. And so if I didn't like them as much, the whole album's kind of tainted a little bit. And, but I still think all in all that this is worth checking out. If you like indie rock, you're most likely you're going to dig this. Um, if you can dip your toes into hard rock a little bit and like dig it. But if you're just a hard rock fan, I don't think you're going to like all of this. Yeah, probably not for sure. If you, if you're just looking for something to, if you're looking for something to really bang your head against the wall too, like this is probably not your record, but if you're planning a trip to pack son, maybe <laughs> this is what you're, maybe this is what you're trying to do. You got, you got that hype playlist to get you excited to fucking buy some Volcom shirts. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to rate this in 8.7 just Woo! cause I, yeah, I really like this, this little EP. I, I wish I could get more into EPs. 
but it's kind of hard to find those you know no one really talks about eps but i just like i just like these little bite-sized 20 minute albums where it's just to me it's all killer and each each song is just a, a, a treat for me and when i'm really in the mood i i can really get into this album yeah like what what is the setting for this album for you like can you just like chill in your room and and read and listen to this or is this like a a party record or is this like getting ready to go out to bars or something this is to me (laughs) kind of like when no one's home and i got the speaker on and i just kind of get a hairbrush (laughs) or something and i'm i'm just singing along dancing in my kitchen doing whatever i want maybe pretending i'm on stage pretending i'm doing a little choreographed dance yep this is probably where it, that's probably where it hits hardest for me. <laughs> I used to do that every time I showered, I would have music playing and I would legit pretend to be playing guitar and be like headbanging and fucking singing on the microphone and stepping back and headbanging. Like I would take like half hour Ooh. showers cause, cause I was just daydreaming the whole time I was in there. What is your favorite shower music? I love listening to our expanded in the shower. Okay. Yeah. All right. They get me fucking like I because I'm just on stage at that point, and I and since I'm in the shower, I'm imagining that it's like I'm playing an outdoor show and it's raining. <laughs> so like, yeah, head banging sure. looks way cooler, you know, and shit. Like it's yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Um, and I don't know if you thought of this, but what food is this album to you? Hmm. What food is this to me? Well, for some reason, I imagine I'm not as creative as you, but I can imagine just kind of a sea salt bread. Okay. A sea salt (laughs) bread. A sea salt bread that you bite into and maybe a little unsuspecting at first, but if you're in the mood for it, you can really, you can vibe to it. What? Like a nice focaccia? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Interesting. You can make up words, I guess. (laughs) Did you imagine a food to this? Yeah, and it's oddly really similar to what you just said. Uh, Really? Yeah. Like, to me, this album is... Because it's bookends for me. I love the first two songs. I like the last two. uh, And everything in the middle, just just, I just didn't like. So, um, to me, this is a sandwich that uses... That like has some of the best bread that I've ever had or that I've tasted in a long time. Like the bread is the star of the sandwich. Mm. And then the cheese and the meats are like maybe like Oscar Mayer or like some Subway. off brand. A little off brand. It's like Subway deli meats and like, you know, the provolone cheese from Quiznos or something. But the bread is fucking like local bakery fucking deliciousness. (laughs) And you know what's... Fucking side note, did you know yeah. that all the meat at Subway is turkey-based? Really? Yeah, like the salami, the ham, the roast beef, it's all turkey-based. Uh, that's a little That's a little frightening. They're getting sued right now because some people in England like tested the tuna fish and that it's not tuna. 
<laughs> yeah, I do think I heard about that. Yeah. So this is yeah, this uh, this is like well, delicious artisan bread, but it's Subway tuna in the middle for me. <laughs> Uh, well, well, give me give me your rating for this episode. Uh, this episode, brah, I think this was an eight point seven, brah. An eight point seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought this was a six. I'll be honest. Yeah, mostly because you know. of me. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe after this, we're getting back on our scheduled album listening. We have a whole week to let. Out this these new albums marinate yep. throughout our bodies, you know, get into our skin, really touch our souls. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, uh, I don't think we have an album decided for the next episode. No, it may be a guest or it may be your pick. Do you have anything off the top of your head that you've been wanting to talk about? Uh, you know, I was trying to think about it. Um, while we were talking through this episode and, and now I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, but you know, if, if I need to come up with something, I can, um, <laughs> it's not that hard, but I'm very excited for the potential guests that we might have on the next episode, because if we go with the album that he originally, that we had originally talked about, I am going to be so excited to talk about it. <laughs> well, uh, we can only find out, on the next episode of Earbuds. On, on next week on Earbuds, we'll be talking about album redacted. So stick around. Um, and, you know, on that note, buddies, thank you for listening. Um, once again, you can find our Instagram at EBPcast. You can find my Instagram, Lucas, at Jean-Luc Guitard. Brett is at Brett Hanrahan. Uh, leave us comments. Let us know what you think of the episode and if you agree with our uh, opinions. And if you leave us a comment, we'll probably read it on an upcoming episode. We haven't had one comment yet, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep doing this until y'all leave us a fucking comment. So you're going to keep getting episodes I... until you leave us a comment. Then we're done. Because as soon as that first comment happens, I have about 50. 15 just random clone spam uh accounts made to comment on all our other stuff but we just need someone to break through yeah the the floodgates yeah pop the fucking cherry just to say you know to put it in a certain way (laughs) uh but until next time lucas this was good brett this was good see ya bye buddies three two one